everybody, welcome back to Simply Holy Living, a practical guide for living the open-handed life every day. And we are now on day three of the week in our Sabbath living series. And um, checking in from yesterday, this is funny because I'm making all these videos. I've just decided this is a week. I'm going to make a video every single day. I'm so glad God brought me to do that because two things have happened. One is... I'm living out what I'm talking about in real time. So this is kind of like Sabbath living in real time. And uh, that helps it to be very relevant and fresh on my brain. And the other thing that I'm so glad that I'm doing this series because um, it has forced me to go to really just kind of take an inventory and um, understand how much my life has changed over the past couple of years. And... Um, how how much it's improved honestly you know it reminds me of uh when i used to scrapbook on a regular basis um that was such a good time it's making me want to start scrapbooking again but i would scrap every month or two or three or whatever and uh it forced me to look back at you know the the past few months weeks years whatever and remember all the good stuff that had happened. That's kind of what you take pictures of is what, what was good. And uh, it would always be a really great lesson in gratitude for me when I was doing that. And that's what this has kind of been is, you know, at the beginning when I first started um, experimenting with Sabbath living, um, there's this part of me that wanted to like, you know, talk about it and document it. But there's also another part of me that goes, you know, you should wait, <laughs> wait and to see how it goes. Um, and then you can speak from some experience, at least that's kind of nice. And, um, you know, it's kind of the same feeling when you're talking to somebody who, um, <clears throat> you know, has recently lost weight um, or something. And, you know, you know, it, if, if the weight just came off, you can listen to them and get some advice. But also in the back of your mind, you can be thinking, well, I wonder if this will last or how long will they keep this off? Because for me, I'd lost weight and gained it, lost weight and gained it, lost weight and gained it. You know, I don't know. Same. I probably have lost and gained a thousand pounds if you add them all up. But, you know, when you talk to somebody who says I lost, you know, 35 pounds and I've kept it off for five years, that's different or 20 years than someone who's, you know, just in the middle of it. And, and so you can kind of listen to what they're saying a little bit more um, or somebody that's on the other side of parenting. You know, it's kind of like that feeling when you meet somebody who has um, who has raised teenagers and you're like, oh, OK, <laughs> they, they know what I'm they know what I'm feeling right now, the good and the bad and everything in between, or people that have adopted when you see somebody else who's adopted. Oh, you adopt. Oh, my gosh. You know that you share some sort of bond that um, other people can't quite comprehend. But I feel that way about the Sabbath. Like, um, you know, I may not understand every single um, theological nuance of the Sabbath and whatnot, but I have this experience that I think is uh, valuable to other people to just to hear. So anyway, that was just a good thing that's happened to me since I started studying this. And uh, my life has been changing radically over this past week just doing this. I feel like this was a gift. Um, as most of you know, my father-in-law passed away um, and uh, just recently and uh, all that comes with that. And uh, this series has kind of been a gift of healing for me. So it's been really nice. I'm glad that you can do it with me. Um, so we are on Tuesday. It is now the third day of the week. And um, I'm going to read here from Genesis in, in verse 9. It says, And God said, so Genesis 1, 9, 
And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land and the great and the gathered waters he called seas and God saw that it was good. And then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good and it was evening and there was morning the third day. And uh, I had not really thought about it on this level, but um, you know, there's this is something where God said twice in the same day. Um, he he called two things to happen, and God said, and God said, and He looks back at them even in the middle of it. Um, the first time He says it was good, and then when He sees the plants, He says and it was good again. So this is sort of a twofold day, and I was. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple things about that. One is I was noticing that this is how my life has gone on Tuesdays. Tuesday for me is always both. It's I'm still it still feels really early in the week for me. Um, it still feels like oh I'm you know I've got the whole week ahead of me which you don't but it feels that way for some reason <clears throat> at the beginning of Tuesday. <laughs> and um, I'm still kind of basking or remembering how great the weekend was. I still have that thought in my mind. Um, but also on this day, I'm already looking ahead to say what needs to be done before the next Sabbath. So it is twofold for me, and I have noticed something different. On Tuesdays, I start pretty strong, but by Tuesday night, I'm like, wow. <laughs> and luckily, this is my midweek or my D-group night, so it's 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 aptly placed in my week. But um, I, I wanted to talk about these things. You know, now, scholars who look at this, I didn't even know this until I was really kind of studying it. They look at these first um, three days as what they call gathering or separating and gathering days. Okay, separating gathering days. And I was thinking, well, that's what I do is um, on the first day of the week, let there be light. I am separating myself out from the darkness. I'm going to reignite that light. I'm going to church. We're gathering with people. Um, that next day when it's separating the heavens from the earth, um, I'm really thinking about, oh, what is, you know, what is God calling me to do here? I always think about it as a setting up my earth day. I always think about it like, uh, okay, I'm sort of organizing my family. I'm getting organized for what the things are that I'm responsible for here on earth. Um, it's a day, Monday happens to be a day where um, I usually can't, I'm, I'm I, like, that's a day that's sort of full for me. It has a lot of earthly responsibilities. Um, it's a day where I won't be on, so I won't be on um, Simply Holy, uh, my Facebook page as much. Um, I won't, I just won't get that time. I don't get that time. Um, I don't usually see my texts a lot because during, so I'm working, so during school, I, uh, I have made a decided conscious decision mostly I do not check texts, I do not check emails. Because what happens during that time is if you check, even though you have the ability, so I'm walking around, I have my phone with me, 
if you check too much, it'll start working the wrong part of your brain. Like for me, if I get a text or, a check or a, an email about ministry stuff from the weekend or ministry stuff in general, um, I'll start thinking about that. Well, I've got this kid in front of me that needs help with their math or whatever, and I will actually, sadly, take it out on <laughs> that poor kid <laughs> because it. I'm thinking about something else. And so I have to, in order to keep myself spiritually minded and focused on school, I need to actually limit. It's called a boundary. <laughs> it's called a boundary. You set up a boundary for yourself and you say, during these times, I am not going to think about anything except what is right in front of me. Your employer will very much enjoy this about you if you'll do this. Um, you need to keep your mind focused on what you're supposed to do and when you let other things come into that, then it'll distract you and it'll make your work poor. Plus, for those of us that are working directly with people, um, it will cause us to take our feelings out on the people that are in front of us sometimes. So anyway, so Monday is that for me. And then Tuesday, I wake up and I have two things going on. So I go, I, I, I'm still kind of like, wow, that was great. That weekend was great. But I'm heading forward. So I wanted to talk about what I do now this is hilarious because it's going to get very practical <laughs> but um, you remember that list you started yesterday that is all the stuff that has to get done before is for you to take off 24 hours on Saturday what would have to be done okay that list needs to be ongoing now you started it hopefully yesterday you need to keep it going keep adding to it um, and in fact you will keep doing that probably for a year and what I mean by that is that you're going to keep on finding things that you're like, oh, I need, actually that does need to be done before then, or actually that does need to be done before then, or actually that does. <laughs> and actually over the next couple of years, probably you'll keep doing that. Even this week, I had been changing some things the week before, so, or recently. Um, so that list that you're making, it's going to be ongoing. Okay, so I'm going to talk about some practical things, just that how this is how I do it around my house. And I'm sorry, it might be too much information for you. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, Tuesdays, I've, I'm, I decided that that's going to be the day that I clean the bathrooms is something that has to be done around the house. I don't have, I don't have a cleaning service. Um, you know, I'm still waiting on those servant girls from my, <laughs> from my Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, I don't have that, but so I, you know, basically clean, but I wanted to say as a part of this that um, a, a couple of years ago, I um, I started impl in uh, implementing this um, practice that my kids do most of the cleaning around here, and the reason that I do that is because um, I found this woman who, uh, I can't remember what her name is, but I'll, I'll remember it, I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get the information for you tomorrow. Um, but she had given me this advice to write down every single activity that I'm in charge of. So um, not the house cleaning, the bill paying, the, the school uh, prep, the um, uh, I have to keep up with people's birthdays, you know, all these, every single thing, not just household management, every single thing that is my responsibility. And then you write down every single thing and then out to the side, I had put at the time, it was just Jonathan, JL, Dad, me. And um, I checked under each one who was capable of doing that job. So if it was sweep the kitchen, 
um, then basically everybody was capable of doing that job. And so check, 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 check. If it was, uh, you know, oversee the schedule, I'm the only one that can do that job. Or if it was plan the homeschool curriculum, okay, I'm the only one that can do that job. Um, but if it was clean the bathroom, then everybody could do it, you know, that kind of thing. So I had done that and her advice was have the youngest possible person be in charge of all those jobs that they can do so that you're not because our tendency is to put the oldest first of all for this is a little ditty for people who have several children our tendency is usually to pile on too much to the oldest because they're better at everything they can do everything better so we, we have them do everything well they start to feel that after a while and they start to be resentful and that's why the baby gets away with everything I was a baby of family so I know um, so her advice was give it to the youngest possible person it won't be done in the best way but that person but that that leaves all the other things um, that I only I can do I have the time to do it because I'm not washing dishes I'm not doing all the laundry I'm not doing all the sweeping and the cleaning and the the swiffering that can be done by people that are younger than me and this is how we train them to be able to manage a household at some point and not have such a shocking experience when they go away to college um, when they get and especially shocking when they get married it's not necessarily when they go away to college because a lot of them go to a dorm things are still done for them a lot but when they get into their own apartment when they start getting married it can be a shocking process if you've never had to learn how to take care of yourself so I wanted to say that first before I talk about all this cleaning is that um, I my house stays clean most of the time because I did that and my kids are um, they actually rotate a lot of chores that only that that they can do they don't do it like I would of course it would be better if I was doing it but I would be tired and overwhelmed and I can't I can't afford that they need to learn how to do it anyway so um, I can make a whole nother video about how to teach your kids how to do chores and I've got a lot of advice about that and how to do that and when to do that and all that but I'm just saying my house in general is pretty clean because of that and the other thing was because a long time ago I read Sam and Jerry's book Sam and Jerry Lang I read their book I'm um, raising awesome kids and um, I think it was in that one or it could have been in the next one the wonder years where uh, she talks about just learning to clean as you go just keep your house clean um, when I was young you want to first start when I first got married you know I did this thing this is like a teen thing basically I mean I got married when I was 21 so um, I was like a teenager I just let everything pile up pile up pile up and then I had a house cleaning day and this house cleaning day was like whoo <laughs> three four five hours I don't know and I was resentful I mean, I'm talking about it in my we had counseling at the time I'm talking about it with my counselor okay so I've learned how just to clean as you go don't let things build up so get things done during the day um, you know it's hard to teach yourself to do that to finish the job you know when you come in from the car pick everything up from the car bring it into the house put it away you know these are getting things done if you're familiar with that book um, or ordering your private world is a good one by um, McDonald uh, I can't remember his first name um, but he's one of my favorite authors ordering your private world it will teach you how to finish the job get things done um, and that'll help you because things don't pile up having said all of that you still have to have within your week sort of a schedule for how things are going to be cleaned because things do need to have more of a cleaning. Now, 
So Tuesdays is my day to make sure the bathrooms are clean. Just so you know, one of my children had already cleaned my bathroom because I've also learned that a great tool for training, um, for discipline, uh, you know, for consequences is to have extra chores. So my kids on a regular basis have extra chores. They know, for example, for our family vision night on Friday, the agreement was um, with one of my kids who has a hard time getting along with everybody else and obeying her authorities, <laughs> anybody who's in charge of her. It was stated ahead of time. Um, we did a pre-teach, this bonus for kids, I mean for parents, that um, we pre-taught. That means we said, here's what we expect at the family vision night. If you're not able to do that if, with a small amount of correction, then here's what the consequence will be. And we had already said, if you don't obey Jonathan, then you will have an extra chore. So on Saturday, last Saturday, when everybody else was sleeping in, everybody else was watching cartoons and, and eating cereal, uh, that particular kid was in my bathroom cleaning because that was the consequence. So today my bathroom was actually pretty clean. But on a regular basis, I know that Tuesdays is going to be um, uh, bathroom cleaning day. And so I'm going to tell you exactly what that looks like because, you know, um, I am the kind of person that will overdo everything. I make everything bigger than it needs to be. I'm very uh, um, detail, you know, I want to get every detail, it's going to be clean, blah, blah, blah. and I just make my life miserable. And I know a lot of you are like that. Um, so I want to speak to some of you who are early in your marriage or whatever. And so this is from somebody 26 years later, so just celebrate my 26th anniversary. 26 years later, take it from me dial it down okay and so this is what my new this is my new normal so basically what it looks like to clean my bathroom is i get up in the morning and i just have an extra i just know that's going to take like 10 to 15 minutes extra that's all it's going to take to clean my bathroom it's going to take 10 to 15 minutes extra once a week in the morning before i get in the shower because i'm going to walk into my bathroom i'm going to take out my spray i have this spray for um mildew or whatever and I I know some of you that are love the environment just got mad at me because I use that but I do so I just spray my my um, shower real quick um, while I'm waiting on that I have um, some comment and I I clean up my sink real quick with a sponge I wipe it off I uh, put comment in my toilet I squish it around in the toilet leave it I um, take wipes. I make my own wipes. I have these disinfectant wipes, and so um, and I just did that from uh, YouTube video DIY um, wipes, making your own wipes. So then I wipe off all every the toilet, all the the uh, the counters, take stuff out. To, if there's a counter or a cabinet, then I go work my way down the toilet. Then I go to the floor and I just wipe everything down. I'm done after that so i so i have i get into the shower i forgot one thing so i've wiped down the whole um bathroom then i get in the shower i put some common on i scrub the ground real quick while i'm in there i actually am uh i wipe down the walls because i just put that spray on it and then i'm taking a shower and basically i'm done after i get out of the shower dry off i'm gonna put all of the towels and the um bath mats and everything. I'm going to put it in the washer, which is right outside my door. I'm going to wash that stuff. I'm going to, I also, that's when I change out like my, my razor. I'm going to put a new razor on there. Anything that has to do with the bathroom, I just do it right real quick. And I know that's going to add 15 minutes to my day. I actually go into the kids room and um, bathroom and I actually spray and look at that. Um, but later on, they are going to clean that bathroom, but I do 
spray it once a week so that um, it doesn't build up anything. Okay, I know that was probably TMI. I just wanted to tell you that that is the way that I do that. My bathroom's clean now. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to clean it again. Um, I change my sheet. I, I mean, I change my towels once a week. Um, sometimes twice a week I do have an extra set of towels and I'll put it in on right before the Sabbath. I'll do new towels, but basically I do it once a week. That might have grossed some of you out. Uh, amen. Um, so that's what I do. And then I wanted to also just talk about that my normal quiet, that my normal routine in the morning, just to, to fit everything in, is basically like today I would get up and clean, I take a shower, I get dressed to the shoes. If you don't know what that means, you need to watch an old video from Last Simply Holy. I get dressed all the way to the shoes, I get my coffee, and I have coffee with God. Um, I pray, have my quiet time. Uh, Jay gets up later and we have a time to pray together, usually at 6.45. All of that is done by 6.45. Um, I pray with Jay for literally 15 minutes and then I wake the kids up at seven. So that's sort of my morning routine and that's how I uh, can take care of things that need to be done for the Sabbath. So um, each day I'll tell you what I did and that's what I did today. <laughs> okay, so a very practical lesson for you about how to um, organize your home. Um, but remembering that, you know, this is what scholars talk about as the, um, you know, I was just going to end with this, about how they call this the days of dividing and um, gathering, um, separating and gathering, and then the rest of the days, so the first three days are separating and gathering, let there be light, we're separating heaven from earth, and now we're even separating the, uh, the, the land from the sea. You know, there is a concept in here, a spiritual concept, that is showing that that's how God works. We don't know what this means. I mean, let's talk about the fact that all of these plants were growing without photosynthesis. Okay, so you have to just think about that for a minute. That'll be a, a whole nother rabbit hole for you to go down later, but these plants were growing without the sun, so they're growing without photosynthesis. And um, I think that this speaks to the nature of God, that he is miraculous. Um, it is God that makes things grow. He uses the sun, but it is God that makes things grow. It's God that's going to organize your schedule. It's God that's going to make things work in your life. It's not going to be because you have this perfect schedule and outline and how you do it. It's going to be God that does it. God has to be at the center of it. You know, um, I talk repeatedly, and I know you've heard me talk about the fact that it does make me nervous when um, man starts thinking that they can grow better fruit, you know, remember the video, Engineering the Better Banana? I'm like, what? Um, the arrogance of man is startling. It's crazy. Um, we, we have all of these unintentional consequences that come along or results that come along with things. We're trying to make something better, but in the meantime, we're actually making something worse because we didn't realize, oh, those hormones that you're pumping into that food, it actually affects the human body in a bad way, or these chemicals that we're using actually have a negative effect. And um, I think that, that this, even this day, proves that we don't really know everything that we need to know we start messing with creation. Um, here this fruit, all of these plants had been growing without photosynthesis. Now scientists are going to have a hard time reproducing that. And I, I'm speaking on a tangible level, but it also is a very spiritual level. 
you have to think about, you know, when you start to think that you are going to make things happen by your careful observation, it's kind of like that, um, the scripture where, where God is talking, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God, he says, not going to come with your careful observation and say, there it is, or here it is, or there. This is the same way with life. You can do, you're going to do your very dead level best to be a self-disciplined person that is organized. But to all perfection, I can see a limit. Schedules will not save you. Organization will not save you. It is a tool to help you be more godly. And in all of this, as you're learning Sabbath living, you're learning to live by God alone. It is open-handed living. It is saying, God, I trust that you're going to make this work, this week work out if my goal is really to praise you. You know, uh, we all know this, and it's just a good reminder, that two people can be doing the exact same thing, but from very different motives. And this is why, you know, uh, one of the things that, um, that Christian circles will debate about a lot is things like um, prosperity doctrine and that kind of thing. And, you know, do blessings come? Does, does God bless those that he's pleased with? Or, do, you know, okay, all this stuff. It is a conundrum. It's not something I think that we're going to be able to definitively work out because the Bible does talk about how God is going to bless your obedience. God does bless obedience. And sometimes that's with, you know, um, material blessings. And, you know, God will provide all of our needs. So it is what it says, according to his riches and glory. Um, but we can't always look at the outside blessings to say what's going on in that person's heart. I know that other times he's going to prune things away and he's going to take things away in order for us to grow. And it doesn't always mean he's punishing a disobedience. You know, we are just not smart enough to discern these things from the outside in. Only God can discern them from the inside out. Here, if you remember in the book of Acts, the apostles were doing all the kinds of wondrous and miraculous signs. They had been given these gifts of miracle. They could heal people. They could do these things, these miraculous signs. But then Simon, the sorcerer, he's like, oh, I want those. And he sees that if the apostles lay their hands on you, you could get this sign. So he wants that. But Peter rebukes him and says, you know, Basically, he rebukes him and is saying, you wanted these things for your own glory. That's the problem. It's not the miracles that are the problem. It's that you wanted it for your own glory. And I think you have to be very careful as you're going into this to remember, this isn't a way to make my life better. Your life will become better because you're putting into practice the things of God. You're learning to become more godly. Even reading the creation account, are you amazed at how much it teaches you to think and be like God? I didn't even realize that the things that God was leading me to were actually way, they were like him. That's how I think about my Sunday is let there be light. I didn't even make that connection until I was doing this lesson. I didn't think about the separating and gathering. I didn't think about those things until I was reading, but God has taught me to be more godly. And this is my, my desire for you because the godly life is the blessed life. It's when you actually can enjoy it. In Ecclesiastes, it says such a terrible thing when you receive something, but you're not able to enjoy it. And I think that this is what my, my desire for you is to have this life, this, to, to have Sabbath living, 
to be able to enjoy it. So I hope you are working hard on your lists. I hope you are um, able to glean from this things that make your life more enjoyable. But mostly, I'm hoping that you're going to be able to glean how to be more godly in the way that you live every day. All right. I will see you on Wednesday.